thing that was so upsetting was that there didn't seem to be any recognition that as a veteran, um, I was even going to be listened to or treated any differently than anybody else. And that sort of makes sense. Because if they're gonna gas moms, they're gonna beat up vets. Cause we got some jack boots with your name on them, punk. Taste the branding, baby. Taste it. Oh, for carp's sake, friends. What the hell is going on? Well, we actually know what's going on, and we'll talk about that on this edition of Fusebox, patriotically entitled America. And I'm your counting the days till November 3rd host, Mark Rose, and over there, Flummox with just a little disillusion on the side, is the premiere of the preamp, Milt Keynes, everybody. Thank you kindly. Yeah, I mean, just what the hell is going the fuck on out here? Who are these badgeless, nameless goons who are goose-stepping through? Well, and uh, we're going to get into all that, but let me first set the stage for those... uh, who may be in another space and time. Lucky you. This timeline at present is uh, very much akin to that digestive disorder that uh, is about to... uh... Yeah, sorry. But there really is no other way to be that disgusting. So there you are. So, the city of Portland, Oregon, the uh, place of origin for this humble program, finds itself um, in the middle of a paramilitary invasion of sorts by what can only be uh, referred to here as the secret police. <laughs> Just It's aimed to uh, squash the, the, the now, of course, daily protesters marching for... Uh, much-needed change and awareness in our society, and uh, might I add, uh, being done peacefully. The destruction and violence we keep hearing about is relegated to a very isolated few who, as uh, I've said on uh, many uh, occasions, is actually a very suspicious origin. Uh, well, for one thing, uh, those asshats seem to come out at night, like, yeah, really, really late to do their crap. Well, yeah, and you know what? I've, I've, I've read that as well, yeah. And again, we're, we're not getting clear messages as who these, quote, people are, but that's uh, secondary to the point that uh, we have these protests now going uh, well beyond 60 straight days here in Portland. And it's not going to quit anytime soon either. Especially 
when these, uh, as uh, Mr. Keynes mentioned there, these badgeless, nameless paramilitary types, uh, ostensibly related to the Department of Homeland Security. But I'm, I'm hearing now that some of these folks may actually be U.S. Marshal's office. I don't know. That's just what the uh, talking meat stick from the DHS said. Like we can trust that guy. Yeah, not much. Not much from any federal authority of late. But uh, as was witnessed and uh, caught on video by many folks, uh, people were, 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 who were clearly not making any violent moves at all have been beaten and uh, pepper sprayed and in the newest development swept up into unmarked vans and driven away. Yeah. You know, just like uh, the chap here from uh, the top of the show, who is actually a uh, retired Navy officer who just wanted to get some answers as to what is going on and why the hell those particular unbadged, uh, unmasked, unnamed people were there. Can you say Trump stop Yes. Yes, I can. Now, look, there is clear regulation... Uh, on the books regarding the uh, defacing or destruction of federal property. We get that. But that's not what's happening here. These folks are in many cases, uh, the ones being uh, whisked away, they are nowhere near federal property and are being accosted and, uh, for a lack of a better term, abducted by the mystery police blocks away from said federal property. Yeah, and in uh, one case, one of these guys who was uh, taken away by the uh, men in beige was a journalist who was covering the protest. He said he was uh, shoved in the van and uh, taken to what later he determined to be somewhere in the federal courthouse where he was asked a bunch of questions and then uh, later released. Yeah, that's that's just sloppy, you know? But then again, friends... We live in the age of sloppy in plain sight. Mmm, sloppy. Now, our senator uh, in the state of Oregon here, Jeff Merkley, uh, has, with his uh, colleagues from the Oregon delegation, have asked the Department of Justice and DHS offices of the Inspector General to investigate the unrequested presence and violent actions of federal officers in the city of Portland. The state attorney general of Oregon has started legal proceedings against this, quote, unnecessary use of force. And uh, the governor and the mayor, and the (laughs) the mayor, by the way, was just gassed the other day, uh, the other night, actually, uh, while he was uh, talking with some protesters there. Yeah, he got a full face full of uh, tear gas. Anyway, uh, they have both come out strongly against uh, this uh, paramilitary tactic, which, as uh, Governor Kate Brown stated, is clearly, quote, political theater. Yeah, it's just too bad that when you get hit in the head in this show... It's for real. Yeah, no doubt. And and you know what? This um, this relationship between Orange Guy and all this uh, Nazi and SS stuff, I know for many, uh, may be annoying and uh, over the top and all of that. But you know what? That's just too damn bad. Because there is historical rationale 
for this correlation. The Gestapo from back in those glorious days, friends, investigated any person or organization suspected of opposing the Nazi movement. And it was uh, based on rather, and I'd have to say sophisticated for the time anyway, quote, intelligence, end quote, that was gathered in the field regarding these uh, efforts of opposition. Folks would be rounded up, and in many cases, of course, sent to the infamous death camps. But uh, that actually was secondary to the uh, Gestapo's main mission, which was, as we know, intimidation. Does that mean bar Himmler? Yeah, no. Deputy Dog, though, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's uh, way out of control, and hence the title and, uh, more importantly, spelling of uh, this installment of the show, friends, a spelling and term first witnessed, uh, many of you might recall, in the uh, late 60s. Also a time of upheaval and discontent. I don't care what side of the aisle, uh, as they say, that you may be on. Some things uh, are just seriously and uh, clearly out of whack in this country. And then add to that that there's talk about sending in the Trump stop out of uh, Chicago and New York. And, yeah, uh, and Albuquerque too. I can tell you another guy who uh, won't tolerate that for a New York minute, and that would be the governor of that state. Like him or not, Governor Cuomo <laughs> calls it as he sees it. And uh, has made it uh, very clear that uh, Orange Guy is not his favorite guy in D.C., okay? This could get really ugly if Orange Guy tries that stuff in the state of New York. Now, hell, Portland isn't going to roll over here at all, either. The idea that the uh, DHS had, quote, again, quote, intelligence, Quote, indicating that some attacks on federal property were afoot. Well, there you go. If they really had intelligence, they would know to get the fuck out of our city in the first place. Yes, because again, and once again, there is more emphasis placed on the protection of buildings and statuary than there is on human lives. And... Orange guy said... More federal law enforcement than I can tell you. In Portland, they've done a fantastic job. They've been there three days, and they really have done a fantastic job in a very short period of time. No problem. They grab them. A lot of people in jail. They're leaders. These are anarchists. These are not protesters. The police are afraid to do anything. Well, I'm going to do something that I can tell you, because we're not going to let New York and Chicago and Philadelphia and Detroit and Baltimore and all of these... Oakland is a mess... We're not going to let this happen in our country. All run by liberal Democrats. Yeah, not helping. Yeah, not, not a great job, no. Of course, you also thought nationalism was a great idea. So, not so sure we can trust your cognitive functions after all. Captain Video is coming here. TheFuseBoxShow.com With 135,000 Americans dead and our economy on the edge of a new Great Depression. Ivanka Trump has some advice. Find something new. Oh, of course. Why didn't we think of that? It's so simple. How about jewelry design? That 
daddy loan you a few million to get started. Or fashion. Once you get millions in Chinese patents and trademarks, cha-ching. You can even get a job in the White House. Just ask daddy. The important thing is to find something new. I mean, who cares if you're about to be evicted or lose your health care or can't make ends meet? Find something new. Can't feed your kids? Let them eat cake. Ivanka is right about one thing. This November, we will find something new, and it won't be her daddy. The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising. Marie Antoinette is still alive and well, evidently. Did you know that? Yeah, didn't she lose a head or something? She did indeed. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the headless... Brainless, at the very least. Ivanka Trump just wants you to eat beans and find a new job. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, if by you, she means all the folks with stinking rich parents, then yeah, good advice. Well, now I got to say, we don't normally run political spots on this program, but I thought this piece was so well-crafted that it uh, it really should be included here. Uh, that, of course, is from the Lincoln Project, uh, an essentially Republican-based outfit that finds the whole orange guy and uh, his minions utterly reprehensible. And they've done some pretty uh, smack-dab-on-the-mark spots, but this one was uh, really, really succinct, and uh, they seem to pump these things out almost daily now. I don't know. It isn't me? I mean, how much farther out of touch with the American people can you fucking get? Evidently, really really far you know but but just from a a, a a business perspective now i'm no business mogul but if i had employees that were that far out of touch with the audience they'd be fired of course sloppy in plain sight man mm, sloppy this whole Goya Foods thing where the uh, CEO was seen snuffling up to the orange sphincter of destiny there at that uh, Latin business press briefing saying that uh, orange guy was a real builder and that we were, quote, blessed to have him as president. So uh, soon thereafter, of course, a massive boycott ensued. <laughs> And at least as of this recording, as far as I know, is still uh, very much in place. CEO Bean Guy says that his free speech is being suppressed. Definitely not. He's absolutely free to make any sycophantic statement he wants. And we are free to not buy his stinking beans ever again. That's how it's supposed to work. Don't like it? Just change the channel. Don't buy the products. Seems pretty simple. That's because it is. And it works. That, that wallet hit is the best tool in the belt, friends. It's totally nonviolent. And it's, uh, I guess the results are sort of akin to an economic martial art where you use the opponent's own weight to topple it. Because, you know, too many is king. The king is dead. Long live the king. Oh, God. Well, so, so here's uh, another rancid thing that we were uh, hoping would go away. Well, sort of. 
There have been uh, uh, new developments in the Jeffrey Epstein case. (laughs) Remember that? Yeah. Frankly, I was thinking that this thing would become classically vague and uh, quietly get filed in the nothing-to-see-here-everything-is-fine file. But thankfully, federal prosecutors told a judge recently that Ghislaine Maxwell... The British socialite charged with helping the late convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein feed his craving for underage girls tried to flee apprehension from FBI agents right before they arrested her earlier this month. In their filing, prosecutors wrote, When FBI agents arrived at the defendant's remote property in New Hampshire on the morning of July 2, 2020, they discovered the property was barred by a locked gate. After breaching the gate, the agents observed an individual who was later determined to be a private security guard. As the agents approached the front door to the main house, they announced themselves as FBI agents and directed the defendant, Maxwell, to open the door. Through a window, the agent saw the defendant ignore the direction to open the door and instead try to flee to another room in the house, quickly shutting a door behind her. (laughs) (laughs) Exit stage right. The filing continues. Agents were ultimately forced to breach the door in order to enter the house to arrest the defendant, who was found in an interior room in the house. Prosecutors revealed Maxwell's effort as they argued that she is likely to flee the United States if granted bail of $5 million or even more. Prosecutors cited the millions of dollars that Maxwell has held in dozens of overseas bank accounts, her citizenship in France, and the fact that she tried to hide from FBI agents who arrested her in a $1 million New Hampshire hideaway purchased under the name of a legal entity to hide the actual owner. Would that have been uh, Kids Are Us? (laughs) I saw what you did there. (laughs) Uh, There will be no trial for the victims if the defendant is afforded the opportunity to flee the jurisdiction. And there is every reason to think that is exactly what she will do if she is released. Uh, They also uh, said that they expect... One or more victims will testify at the hearing. You think? How about 3,000? Frankly, yes, there should be. They also said that Maxwell holds French citizenship, so if released on bail, could, of course, flee to France and avoid uh, extradition on the charges she faces in New York. Uh, They uh, previously had asked for $5 million personal uh, recognizance bond to be filed And, uh, as you might imagine, friends, bail was denied. And the trial is set for July of 2021. So, she gets to sit in that stinky cell for a year before anything happens. Unless, of course, she makes a deal. Or has a sudden swallowing problem. (laughs) Yes. Well, government agencies are, quote, acquiring evidence in Paris now, too, from that uh, multi-million dollar apartment Jeffrey Epstein kept. Now, I want you to realize that this also is a uh, potential for some 
strangeness to go on here, the evidence uh, could actually become lost or also suddenly irrelevant to the case. So uh, be sure to watch for that little curl of uh, possibility. You never know. Uh, She has been held uh, without bail since her arrest and uh, denies the charges, which are based on claims that uh, she helped Epstein recruit and groom girls as young as 14 to uh, satisfy his sexual obsessions in the mid-1990s and that she participated in the alleged abuse at times herself. Uh, Epstein, as you may recall, is uh, also a former friend of Presidents Donald Trump and Bill Clinton. And you may also recall that he uh, died, quotes around that, from what authorities have ruled a suicide by hanging in a uh, Manhattan federal jail just weeks after being arrested on child sex trafficking charges. So, I'm semi-delighted with this. I hope that the uh, gears continue to grind on this case, as there clearly, (laughs) clearly is a lot to distract us from this thing. And uh, add to this, oh yes, just recently, Orange Guy was asked. Ghislaine Maxwell is in prison. And so a lot of people want to know if she's going to turn in powerful people. And I know you've talked in the past about Prince Andrew, and uh, you've criticized Bill Clinton's behavior. I'm wondering, uh, do you feel that she's going to turn in powerful men? How do you see that working out? I don't know. I haven't really been following it too much. I just wish her well, frankly. Uh, I've met her numerous times over the years, especially since I lived in Palm Beach. And I guess they lived in Palm Beach. Uh, but I wish her well. Whatever it is, uh, I don't know the situation with Prince Andrew. Just don't know. Not aware of it. So we can just add this little cherry on top, see? He wishes her well. I know, I know. Innocent until proven guilty and all that. But uh, sadly, the preponderance of evidence and testimonies already given suggest pretty clearly that this gal was at least in the room and at times participated in assorted activities. So, uh, friends, once again, seriously, are these the sorts of close associations we want to a president? Hell, he already had the porn star thing. And you know, a bunch of shit can happen between now and next year for her. I mean, it only took a few days for Epstein to end up dead or disappeared or whatever really happened there. I don't know. Well, one thing's for sure, you know? She can't be feeling uh, very safe right now. You know what I mean? (laughs) Now she gets a little dose of terror in kind for her uh, to save her. Yeah. Well, we'll continue to watch this one, I, uh, I assure you. All right, a little uh, palate cleanser after all those uh, sordid things, I think, is uh, very much in order. So, a uh, frequent collaborator and friend of the show, Jody Lorimer, sent along uh, another tasty nugget of uh, infotainment here. Uh, a couple, really, but uh, both, uh, both of these are related uh, to our friends, the shrooms. Really? Wait a minute. I'm, 
I'm all ears. Now, do, do I need to take notes? Well, this, this is not... Um, I, I probably should take notes, right? I mean, you, you don't want to get this wrong. You know, you could die and shit. Well, uh, yeah, but wait, Mr. Keynes, uh, this this is not that uh, particular direction. But, 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 mind-blowing all the same. Uh, some music aficionados will know the name John Cage, renowned American composer, and uh, as it turns out, Mr. Cage was an amateur mycologist, one who studies and perhaps even cultivates mushrooms. John Cage once wrote, I have come to the conclusion that much can be learned about music by devoting oneself to the mushroom. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I spent at least four hours staring at that Sergeant Pepper's cover after a mug of psilocybin punch, bro. <laughs> I think Mr. Cage was speaking more about writing music, but okay, okay. Uh, he was an amateur mycologist throughout his life, and uh, this summer, his writings about fungi, fungi, fungus will be uh, released in a, uh, what is purported to be a gorgeous collection called John Cage, A Mycological Foray. Decades after the book was published in an enormous format, Atelier Editions uh, will bring out a reprint that readers can enjoy. Apparently, Atelier Editions uh, is a limited-edition publishing house that specializes in archival monographs, contemporary art books, and, quote, exploratory printed matter, which is most curious. Uh, Apparently, one section of the book is printed on environmental cartamella paper, a product derived from the industrial waste of apple processing. (laughs) This, This section pays homage to Cage's 1990 art series, Edible Drawings, illustrations created on paper that could be recycled as food. Wait, what? You could eat the book? (laughs) Yes, sir. If you were so inclined. I think it'd be a sad waste, but uh, you surely could. So, uh, Cage used mushrooms uh, for food while uh, living as the proverbial starving artist in Carmel during uh, the Depression. He says here, I didn't have anything to eat, so I picked up one of the mushrooms and uh, went into the public library and satisfied myself that it was not deadly, that it was edible, and I ate nothing else for a week. Wow. Living on the edge there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'd have to be inclined to agree, uh, Mr. Keynes, but uh, but that actually kind of cascades nicely into this uh, next piece, very related, which involves the sound of fungi. Wait now, we're not going to have talking mushrooms because I, if that's the case, I need to be better prepared. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. I do so know what you mean, Mr. Keynes. But this is a uh, highly safe and uh, certified oral organic by the ear police. Uh, th- there's a chap named Merlin Sheldrake. Oh, hell, you had me at Merlin. <laughs> Jody informs us that this is indeed his real name. And uh, by the way, his brother was named 
cosmos. Filthy hippies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Merlin wrote the book called Entangled Life, which frankly is cool enough right there. But Merlin decided to uh, truly entangle life by uh, setting up a recording of the sound of the pluritus fungus consuming his new book. (laughs) And uh, he made some uh, wonderful kind of jazzy music with the sound. Uh, Listen to this. explains what the hell we just heard there. He says, The fungus made such a good noise that I couldn't resist playing along on the piano. The video and recording of the book being digested was made by the sound ecologist Michael Prime. The electrodes record the bioelectric activity of the fungus alongside its galvanic response. It's like a lie detector. The data streams control a tunable oscillator. Michael Prime uses filters to shape the raw oscillator signal, which kind of creates that clicky thing. And uh, the fluctuations in pitch and rhythm that you hear are a real-time sonic representation of the activity of the fungus as it eats the book. Yeah, I don't really know what to say after that. (laughs) Well, in the end, we're all food, right? Like I said, that that clicking you're hearing is the actual... uh, oscillator that's uh, connected to those uh, electrodes and being filtered. The whole video experience, um, which you really do need to see, is uh, linked in the show notes uh, for uh, uh, further digestion of the topic. So I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, a while back, former game show host Chuck Woolery, he let everybody know that the... uh, Coronavid-19 virus was a hoax and uh, didn't really exist. Chuck Woolery? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think he was on that InfoWars train, but uh, I don't know. Whatever. Well, come to find out, his son caught it. Uh-oh. Yeah. Looks like he's hosting a different kind of show now. You know, it's nothing like proof to get you to believe... Or threat of death. Yikes. Well, I guess along that same line, uh, in our favorite place, again, an unmasked man pulled a gun on a masked shopper and threatened to kill him during an apparent confrontation over masks at a Florida Walmart store. This is according to the Sheriff's Department. The Royal Palm Beach store's security video shows the unmasked man pushing an older man in a wheelchair through the store on Saturday afternoon. The video shows a shopper, who was seen wearing a mask, approach the pair and exchange words. 
That's when the unmasked man gives the shopper the middle finger before pulling a handgun from his waistband, the sheriff's office said. The unmasked man made a death threat before leaving the store. In the video, a young girl reaches for the masked man's hand to pull him away. Another shopper is seen in the video trying to intervene. The man then pushes the wheelchair to the parking lot and the pair left in a white Chevrolet Equinox SUV. Investigators are searching for the gunman. You know, I I just wonder when the hell somebody is just going to grab that gun away from these jerks and beat them into street pizza with it. You know? Well, all I can say is patience is surely being tested. And it's summer. Maybe that's why the, the, the brains have been parboiled on this next crew. Federal prosecutors in Miami charged a family Wednesday when they marketed and sold a toxic bleach substance as a cure for coronavirus. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of Florida said in a press release. (laughs) The four individuals from Bradenton, Florida, I know where that is, I'm sorry, were charged with conspiracy against the United States, conspiracy to violate the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, and criminal contempt, the release said. The individuals charged, Mark Grennan, 62, and his sons, Jonathan Grennan, 34, Jordan Grennan, 26, and Joseph Grennan, 32, the family claimed that their, quote, miracle mineral solution could, quote, treat, prevent, and cure COVID-19, according to the release, and uh, sold it through a company named Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing in order to avoid government regulation. (laughs) Yeah, second to their other popular product, sulfuric acid hand sanitizer. (laughs) (laughs) Very popular down there, I'm just saying. Very popular. Oh, my God. The solution contained sodium chloride and water. When ingested orally, the substance transforms into chlorine dioxide which is extremely toxic. The FDA has reported hospitalizations, life-threatening conditions, and death from those who have consumed the solution. Common side effects of ingesting the substance include severe vomiting, diarrhea, and life-threatening low blood pressure, according to the FDA. The Grennans had previously also marketed this solution as a cure for cancer, as well as Alzheimer's, autism, multiple sclerosis, and AIDS, despite it never being approved, of course, by the FDA. The family had already sold tens of thousands of bottles nationwide when they were arrested, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office press release. Not only is this MMS product toxic, but its distribution and use may prevent those who are sick from receiving the legitimate health care they need said Ariana Ferrado Orshan, U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Florida, making claims that unproven drugs, especially potentially dangerous and unapproved chlorine dioxide products, can cure or prevent COVID-19 or any other disease 
is unacceptable, she added. You think? Well, you know, the uh, orange guy said it would work, so... uh, Oh, and, and you know, nobody knows more about anything than him. Nobody knows this stuff better than me. Nobody knows more about taxes than I do and income than I do. Nobody Nobody knows knows more about about construction construction than I do. Nobody knows more about campaign finance than I do. Nobody knows consultants better than me. I know more about drones than anybody. Nobody knows much more about technology, this type of technology, certainly, than I do. Nobody knows more about technology than me. I know more about technology than anybody. Nobody in the history of this country has ever known so much about infrastructure. I know what we I know think. the H-1B. I we think we H-2B. must once again ponder the seemingly unanswerable question yet again and again and one more yet again again. What the fuck, Florida? <laughs> and with that... We'll climb into the unmarked van and head to parts unknown, driven by folks unknown, from places unknown, but not before thanking our uh, vocal contributors to uh, this edition of Fusebox, Aaron Lane, Nico Lane, and the Lincoln Project. Thanks, as always, to the nimble knob tweaking of uh, Milk Keynes and... uh, for technical assistance and so forth and so on. A moribund gratuity. (laughs) (laughs) You like that? (laughs) I've been trying to widen my vocabulary and shit. (laughs) Nice. Well, you keep right on widening. I'm sure you'll hit the other side soon. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to you as well, friends, for pushing play on this humble audio offering. And uh, hey, just in case you missed it, which is likely, because it was three years ago. Uh, As extra credit, you could check out a fuse box from 60 years in the future. Number 1,666. Obedience is freedom. For more insight and just jam-packed with cutting relevance to our plight today, and uh, frankly, what it might look like. Link in the show notes to that one as, uh, as well. So, as always, uh, please subscribe if you have not otherwise done so. And uh, maybe even, uh, you know, a like or nine. uh, That that can't hurt, ever. So, uh, we do appreciate that. And as we now have to do it in many parts of the country, go ahead there and uh, pick up a Fusebox face mask, for carp's sake. They're so much better than drinking bleach or eating batteries or whatever. Frankly... No joke. These are very, very well made. I, I got mine the other day, and uh, this is this is really some serious work here. Breathable. That's important. Nice material, washable, and of course, emblazoned with Fusebox artwork created lovingly by our partner in audio crime, Jeff Pollard. There's also some new designs in the Collusion Collection, so you might want to check that out, too. And, uh, including uh, one for this very show. <laughs> you don't want to miss it. Also linked right there in the show notes or at uh, FuseboxShow.com or from the Fusebox Show Facebook page. And all you got to do is just click on that little Shop Now button. I have been your living large but staying small host, Mark Rose. And as usual, friends, please do be safe out there in these most trying of times and uh, don't get into any vans you don't know personally. 
Okay? So, until our next cartoon. Views.